This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. Okay, so I'm back, guys. Hey, all right. Thanks for coming on, everyone. Thanks for uh, hopping in here and being a little bit patient. I wanted to start this one at 8 o'clock, but then there was a confliction with another um video that was set up which was moved to saturday but i want to take some time today to talk about uh you know this particular religion which is called the jehovah witnesses j uh jw uh it's a pretty interesting topic to talk about i'm not here to beat up jehovah witnesses i'm not here to bash them what i'm here to do is to educate people i'm here to educate you and understand help you understand what's going on out here and these manipulation tactics that are used to basically control human beings. And in this particular case, um, you're going to find out that the Jehovah Witness organization is primarily about creating billions of dollars by keeping people uh, IQs very low, keeping them out of higher education and getting getting them to invest their money into their uh, their kingdom hall so that so that they can buy real estate. They have become a multi-billion dollar real estate organization worldwide. That's really what it's all about. It's all about making billions of dollars from real estate. So I'm going to take some time and go through some things about the Jehovah Witness religion with you tonight. Some of you may know them as the people that come knock on your door on a, on a Saturday or Sunday morning uh, and asking you if you have accepted uh, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, so forth and so on. Uh, but it goes a lot deeper than, than that. That's just the propaganda and the dogma that they're programmed into. But the situation is so much deeper and it's destroyed so many lives, so many lives. Matter of fact, I was just looking at the statistic on the uh, suicide rate. According to the Cult Awareness and Information Center and other reports, Jehovah Witnesses commit suicide at a rate far exceeding five to ten times greater than the normal population. Five to 10 times more than the normal population suicide is committed. What does that mean? It means we have a real problem here, guys. There's a real, real problem. They have destroyed millions of lives in, in the past uh, 100 years. And so we're going to dig into this a little bit tonight. We're going to talk about it. I'm not here to bash anybody. What I'm here to do, I'm here to wake you up by bringing you information, knowledge, wisdom, and I'm going to bring some receipts with me so I can have a little backup. That way uh, it's not just coming off the dome. That way you say, oh, man, these are this is real information. Like those stats I just gave you, they're real. They're undeniable. They're factual. That's already in the system. It's in the database. Anybody can look it up. And so we have a real problem. When people are committing suicide because 
of dogma and religion at that rate, it requires us now to take a deeper look into why is this happening? Why are these people committing suicide? Why are so many of them committing? And why are so many of them uh, uneducated? I mean, literally, a lot of them are actually illiterate. So let's go into this. We're going to dig in tonight. Okay, so sit tight. I'm going to get this PowerPoint cranked up. And uh, we're going to get into this. Let's see here. Window. Oops, that's not the right one. Where's the PowerPoint at here? Hold on a second. Let's see the PowerPoint. Okay. <clears throat> Share that. Okay, here. Oh, just wasn't on the main page. Got it. Got to get it to the beginning. All right. From the beginning. <clears throat> okay. So tonight's topic is, did the Jehovah Witness religion destroy the lives of millions? And based on my research and what I know, the answer for me is a resounding yes, an absolute yes. All right. Again, my shameless plugs in the beginning. Don't forget the Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's a bestseller still in five countries. You can get it with this QR code right here and use coupon code forbidden with the number four. Woke doesn't mean broke. My other bestselling book in four countries. Uh, and here's the QR code for that as well. It's a financial literacy book, 688 pages of financial literacy combined with spirituality. And Elizabeth Hookster's book, The Recipe to Elevated Consciousness, another bestseller. Uh, again, this is an amazing book that is really helping shape the lives of people that have gone through a lot and are trying to dig their way out of a deep, dark place. She gives you the exact recipe that it, she took herself personally to get out. And it's saving a lot of people. The amount of testimonials and comments and DMs that come in every day about this book is just mind blowing. Here's the QR code to get the recipe to elevated consciousness by Elizabeth Hookstra. That's Elizabeth with an S. And here is the United 99 social media app. Uh, that's our social media platform. We know that the big boys, you know, they don't like to play right with all these algorithms. Well, we have our own app where you can go in and post your content, videos, images, swipes. Uh, and uh, we do have some verified accounts in there now as well. And we also have Date Conscious in there, which is a conscious dating group that you can join inside the app. It's, it's in the premium tab. So make sure you check that out. We are we got, if you didn't see our live from the other day, we extended our offering to buy shares because we had so many people. We had over 3,000 people contacting us profusely begging for the right to buy a few more shares before it ended. And so we caught, contacted our platform and they contacted the SEC and got us a small extension. I think right now there's only 22 days or something like that left. So you do have a small opportunity before we close that opportunity off of round two. We did it just because we had so many people like, I didn't have the money when you were doing it. Now I got it. And so I was like, okay, it was so many, it was overwhelming. And we decided to give those people a shot. Some people were literally, uh, one lady was actually in tears. So we got a small extension for that. So you can still go to this QR code right here. If you want to become a shareholder in Forbidden Knowledge and get shares for a dollar and 50 cent, you can still do it. Remember, we're looking to go to NASDAQ first quarter of next year. It's going to, it's going to be phenomenal. <clears throat> Our free workshops for this year. There's a big commitment I made. I've done every single one of these workshops. If you want to participate in the rest of the free workshops that I have for the rest of the year, make sure you go to this QR code here or go to eventbrite.com and sign up for my free workshops. 
They're all live on Forbidden Knowledge TV. So all you have to do is be an active subscriber or have a free trial, and you can watch my free workshops on Forbidden Knowledge TV. Here's the coupon code for that, three days free. Uh, 4BK.TV is the website. You can get it on Amazon, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, the web. It's We're everywhere, everywhere you look, guys. All right, let's get into this. So the, uh, you know, the Jehovah Witness. Sometimes I go walking down the beach in Fort Lauderdale and uh, from time to time, and I, I walk the beach, and from time to time, there's, there's zealots out there, you know, the people with the megaphones and everything else and uh, the Bible thumpers that are out there with the with the books trying to stop you to to reel you in and try to get you to um, using dog. to try to get you to commit to their their belief system and, you know, so they can bring more money into that uh, temple that they're part of. It's really come down to it. They don't realize that's what they're doing, but it's all about recruiting money. It's all about obtaining funding for the business. And so they're the grunt workers of the business. They don't really understand exactly what they're doing. They think that they're doing it for the greater good. But what they're doing is they're doing it for the pockets of somebody or some bodies at the very, very top. And so one day I was walking down the beach and, uh, you know, the Jehovah Witnesses were out there and the lady stops me. Usually I just continued. I said, not today. And I just keep walking. But this time I just stopped. Right. This one particular time. And the lady starts asking me, you know, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and so forth and so on? I said, no. She said, why not? I said, because I'm already God. I'm already divine. Divine runs through every single atom inside of it, makes up my entire body. And my consciousness comes already from higher dimensions, which what you might call heaven. And the lady's eyes get all big and bugged out and everything. And so she still wants to sell me and everything. So she starts giving me her sales pitch for the Jehovah Witness. And I said to her, I said, well... I said, I don't want to interrupt you, ma'am. I don't want to be rude. But if you can answer a few questions about your religion, then I'll listen to everything you have to say. And so I said to her, when was the Watchtower Society formed? When was it formed? What year? What year was it formed? And she was like, "Uh, what year was it formed? I said, yeah. What year was the Watchtower Society formed? The original one before it went uh, before it got incorporated. She didn't know the answer. I said, wow, that was 1881. That was Zion's Watchtower Tract Society. And they were distributing these uh, religious tracts, you know, like you're handing out your information now. These watchtowers, the same exact thing, but in the 1800s. She was like, oh, wow, really? I, I said, yeah, you, you, you didn't know that, did you? you but I said, how long have you been doing this? All my life, she said. She was born into that religion. I said, you've been into this your entire life and you didn't know that? She goes, no. I said, when did they formally incorporate? What year and what state? She goes, uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't I don't I don't know that either. I said, Wow. Well, that was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that was in 1884. And that's when the Watchtower Society actually formally incorporated. Uh and, and I said, you know, I said, ma'am, you have to understand, you're out here preaching this to people and trying to get people to join your uh you know religious system. And you don't really even fully, totally understand exactly what you're talking about because you haven't done any research to track to figure out exactly where the oranges or the or origins or the start of this come from. And that's just the beginning stages of it. I mean, the information that you guys are talking about is coming out of even more ancient texts. She was completely flabbergasted, didn't have any idea or answer or whatever. And, you know, and it was just a shame to see that somebody is believing that 
what they're doing is going to lead them to complete immortality and complete salvation. And in true reality, it's just leading them into a dirty, dark dungeon, a consciousness prison. And so that's what we have to be careful of with these religious dogmas and uh, and people that become zealots. So let's take a look at this. She, you know, she did know the name of Charles Taze Russell. Uh, so that was OK. At least she did know that. You know, that's the guy who basically was the president of the Watchtower Society in 1884 to 1916. And he was the founder of the Bible student movement. A lot of the works that this guy did really became the foundation of Jehovah Witnesses. He didn't create Jehovah Witnesses. That's not really how it happened. But he created the foundation. And from that foundation, uh, others came after him and it evolved into the Jehovah Witness sect. But Pastor Russell was an American Christian restorationist minister from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the founder of what is now known as the Bible student movement after his death and Jehovah Witnesses and numerous independent Bible student groups developed from his base. They actually started from his work. His work catapulted a couple of different religions that popped out. A lot of them, the other ones, they, they kind of faded out. But Jehovah Witnesses, they actually stuck. And the reason why they stuck is because they mastered how to indoctrinate people through fear. And those who maintained fellowship with the Watchtower Society after Russell's death adopted the name Jehovah Witnesses in 1931. So Jehovah Witness, that actual term, that name, that actual, um, you know, religion officially became that title and that name in 1931. <clears throat> Before then, it wasn't. But, you know, you know, it, they come. They're working off of the basis of this guy here, Charles Taze Russell. Now, what's interesting is they took the Bible and they rewrote it and edited it and flipped it around and, and re remixed things around. <clears throat> to suit their own benefit and their own needs and what they want to accomplish and what their agenda was. <clears throat> and so they call it the, uh, the new world transliteration or new world's translation, depending on which book you have in your hand of the Holy scriptures and the witnesses have their own translation of the Bible. So they have completely edited this thing and moved words around and move phrases around and change things in and out. It doesn't match some of the original canonized uh, versions of the Bible, <clears throat> which is not, a big, big surprise because the Sinai Bible is different from the King's James Bible and so forth and so on. Uh, you know, the Ethiopian Bible is different from the other two. And so I guess this, these people said, look, everybody else did it. We're going to remix it, too. Let's go ahead and remix this thing. So they remixed the Bible. Right? Set it up to where it's a complete neuroscientific book, uh, basically predicated on uh, uh, hitting people that are susceptible to fanaticism, reeling them in and milking them dry for all of their energy and their money. And that's pretty much what they did. And so the New World Holy Translation of the Holy Scriptures is also referred to in the, as, in the New Testament as the Christian Greek Scriptures, and they call the Old Testament the Hebrew Scriptures. They really did uh, a lot of uh, incredible tweaking of this book to get it to where they have it right now today. <clears throat> So what's their belief system, their fundamental belief system? So this is the whole Jehovah Witnesses Bible. Witnesses hold a number of traditional Christian views, but also many that are unique only to them. They affirm that God, a.k.a. Jehovah, and we're going to talk about who this Jehovah really is in a minute. We're going to get into Jehovah really, really deep. Is the most high. OK, so they're saying that. Jehovah is the most high. Jehovah is everything. Jehovah is God. He's the creator of everything, creator of, of the heavens and earth. Again, another uh, at, attribution to a gender as well, by the way. They always call Jehovah a he, a him. 
a male. Okay. That's always a dead giveaway when somebody's calling uh, a spiritual being by a gender. Nah, I don't want to be involved in it. Jesus Christ is God's agent. He's an agent for God. He's an agent. Like Agent Smith in the Matrix. He's an agent now. Through whom sinful humans. So you start, you're sinful. You're right away. You're already bad. You're bad. Immediately, immediately you're born bad. Through which whom sinful humans can be reconciled to God. By the way, think about this. You're the creator of the universe, right? You have all this power. You can create multiverses just by the power of thought. They just spring into existence. And then you create this one uh, universe that has a planet in it that's called Earth that has these humans that you created as well. And you're supposed to know the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end and everything before it happens and all this other good stuff. But for some weird reason, there's two things you can't figure out. You don't know how to uh, keep money coming in to keep the. You can't keep the church abundant enough to where it, it always, you know, it doesn't need to have money all the time. And the second thing you can't figure out is how to make these human beings behave. You just can't seem to figure it out. And so, what do you got to do? You come up with a brilliant. Now you're the master of the universe. You're the master of the multiverse. And what do you do? You come up with the most brilliant idea. You know what? I think I'll make a half son from a human and then slay him. And tell the people that he died for all their sins. And that'll fix the problem right on up. How's that working out for you right now, guys? How's all this sacrificial lamb working out for you guys right now? You see, it, it's just, come on. It's a, it's a farce. <clears throat> all right. So witnesses believe that they are living in the last days. This is their biggest preach. This is how they preach to you. It's always the end of days. Like the lady told me on the beach. This is the end of days, and you got to take Jesus into your life now because the world is getting ready to end. I'm like, really? It's getting ready to end? Hmm. They look forward to the imminent establishment of God's kingdom on earth. It's imminent. I said to the lady, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, so this is the end of days right now? This is before the whole sickness went around the planet, too, by the way. <clears throat> but she was like, yeah, this is the end. We're at the end. It's, oh, signs are all around us. You can't see the signs? I said, signs of what? I said, how many people are dying a day on the planet? Do you know how many people are dying a day? She, she, didn't have a, she didn't have a clue, didn't have an idea. I said, how many people died last year on planet Earth? She didn't have an answer to that. I said, how many people died? I said, I give you a hint. How many people died during the bubonic plague? That's about the same amount of people that died last year on Earth. She, she, she didn't even have a clue of what the bubonic plague even was, Okay. I said, wow, you don't know what that was? I said, what about the Black Plague? Do you remember that? You, you just learned that in school? No, didn't learn that either. Mm, okay, I said, what about the Papal Inquisitions? Uh, over the course of 700 years, they slaughtered 80 million people for the sake of Christianity around the world. Did you, did you know about that? Didn't know about that either. I said, what about the American Holocaust, where Europeans came to the Americas and stole all this land and slaughtered 111 million indigenous people on this land 111 million more than the papal inquisitions did you did you know about that they just didn't know about that i said so if anything the end of days would have been back in those times right now it's not even close to being the worst it's ever been on this planet again she's just flabbergasted doesn't doesn't know what to say so she begins to continuous one up pitch I'm, I'm just there listening because I'm breaking her down. Now she's starting to stutter as she's talking to me. And uh, 
you know, she says that, uh, you know, again, it's imminent. The end of days is imminent and the establishment of God's kingdom is going to be on earth, which will be headed by Christ and jointly administered by 144,000 human co-rulers. Okay. Co-rulers is what they call them. I said, so what does that mean exactly? 144,000. She says only 144,000 are going to be part of the new heaven. I said, wait a minute. I said, what's going to happen to everybody else? They're going to, God is going to kill them. He's going to throw asteroids and comets on them. He's going to drown people. I'm like, this is pretty scary stuff. I said, I thought God was a loving being, a loving entity. Yeah, he is, but you but if you disobey his word, then you're gonna be you're gonna be you know beat up and you're gonna get killed and slaughtered. Uh they don't believe in hell. They don't believe that you're gonna go to hell, by the way. They don't have that hell belief in the um in the Jehovah Witness book Bible. And so this is I said, man, lady, this is pretty interesting to me. I said, 144,000. Hmm. I said, let me ask you a question. Now remember, every time I say that, I already know the answer. I never ask a question I don't know the answer to. I said, let me ask you a question. So how many people are on Earth right now? Do you know what's the total global population? She, again, was stumped. She said, oh, about maybe three or four hundred million people. I said, what? (laughs) No, not even close. Uh, 390 million people are Americans in America. That's 390 million people in America. That includes women, children, and and men. Um, I said, this is a big planet. There's right now on this planet, at that time, it was 7.5 billion people. Now we're already up to 8 point something billion. But at that time, it was 7.5. So I said, 7.5 billion people on Earth right now. Did you know that? She was like, billion? I said, yeah, there's 7.5 billion. And you're telling me, <clears throat> that out of all that big number, <clears throat> only 144,000, excuse me, guys, only 144,000 are going to make it to this paradise. I said, so is it logical that you would go out and try to recruit more people when only a, such a small, limited number of people based on the global population are actually going to make it into this heaven? Why are you out here getting people? This is something you should be keeping it a secret to yourself. Because your chances of getting in are going to be slimmer by you recruiting me and other people. Her head just spun around. She didn't even understand what the heck I was trying to say. I said, ma'am, do you understand that the more people you bring in, the lower your chances, the odds of your chances of making it into paradise to being at 144,000? She she just still, she just couldn't grasp it. She couldn't grasp it. <clears throat> by the way, the 144,000 that made it into the Bible, which is a, it's actually in biblical text, that comes from ancient text, which comes out of the land of Kem. The 144,000 capstones that were laid onto the Great Pyramid at Giza. That's the reference point there for that phrase. Again, they got taken and twisted into this whole other craziness that doesn't even exist. Anyway, <clears throat> those who acknowledge Jehovah in this life will become members of the millennial kingdom. That means that means 1,000 year. So what they're saying is you're going to be part of this 1,000 year kingdom. Okay, 1,000 year. They don't give you themselves much credit. I mean, you got the all powerful, all knowing God that creates everything, and you're only going to give you guys a, a thousand years of peace. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Those who reject him will not go to hell, but will face total extinction. New members are baptized by immersion 
and are expected to live by a strict code of personal conduct. Marriage is considered a holy covenant. A divorce is disapproved uh, of except uh, pr- disapproved of except in cases of adultery. Witnesses participate in the annual commemoration of Jesus Christ's death, celebrated on 14 Nisan of the Jewish calendar, which is uh, March or April on the Gregorian calendar. And witnesses pass around bread and wine, symbols of the holy blood, the body and blood of Christ. So they're doing a satanic ritual there. They're actually doing voodoo. They're eating uh, the flesh of a man and drinking his blood. And they won't want to tell you that and admit that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. You, you're actually participating in, in uh, satanic rituals. You're eating flesh and drinking the blood of a man. <clears throat> and I do mean a man. Only those who uh, are thought to be among the 144,000 co-rulers can eat and drink the bread and wine. But guess what, guys? They all do it. All the hundreds of millions of them that are involved in this religion, they do it, even though it's only supposed to be the ones that are already handpicked to go into the paradise. <clears throat> the whole thing is the biggest, craziest, mind-twisted sham. But how do they get the people in? They get them in because they get them very early, and they all, it's all predicated on fear. The world is ending. The world is ending. The world is ending. I think they tried to predict the world was going to end four times already, and it hasn't happened yet, right? It hasn't happened. And so why hasn't it happened? Because they know it ain't going to happen. What they're doing is they set these dates up in the future and get everybody pumped up with all this fear and have them going out there recruiting new people and bring, which brings what? More money into the kingdom hall. They don't have a church. They call it kingdom hall. And then when the money comes into the kingdom hall, they buy more real estate for it, and the money funnels up to the top. It's a pyramid, it's a pyramid scam. Money funnels up to the top, and I'm going to show you who's at the top of this whole organization. And these guys are considered God on earth. Pretty interesting. Here they go right here. So this is the governing body of Jehovah Witness. This is their title. This is the governing body of Jehovah's Witness. They are the ruling council of Jehovah Witness based in uh, New York, New York State. Now, these guys here, the governing body of Jehovah's Witness, it's a male-only group of leaders, male-only. Women have no rights in the Jehovah's Witness. They have no power. They can't sit in any, they can't speak. They can't get up and talk. They can't uh, be at the, at the front speaking to the congregation. Uh, it's like the olden days, right? That's like, you know, if, if they can get them to not vote, they'd get them to take that away from them as well. <clears throat> but, you know, you have these guys here, Garrett Law, Samuel Hurd, David Splain, uh, who's this other guy down here? Let me move this thing out of the way. Mark Sanderson, Stephen Lett, Jeffrey Jackson, Anthony Morris, and Kenneth Cook. This is the people that are controlling the Jehovah Witness. And also, it's not only that they control the Jehovah Witnesses, they are considered to be God on earth. That is their actual title. If you ask a Jehovah Witness, they will tell you this governing body, this, this ruling council, Everything goes through them because they are considered to be God walking in the flesh. And anything that happens in your life or in any of the other things dealing with anything with the Jehovah Witness organization, whatever they say is the ultimate because it's direct. It's God speaking direct. It's not a question or it's not a like we think this might be the answer. It's when they speak it. It's because to them, to to to, to the religion, it's because they are the God representatives of God in the flesh on earth. So these men have the God complex. They're walking gods, but they're the only ones. Everybody else is not a God, only them. They're the only ones that are gods. And they've instituted this very strict system where they just, they, um, they get you to discourage your children from getting higher education. This is a big push in Jehovah's Witness. 
there's one Jehovah Witness family that I know. Every single one of the kids is a high school dropout. And they would drop out of high school, eighth, ninth grade. The mother and father were A-OK with it. A-OK with it. Why? It's discouraged to even have any level of intelligence when it comes to secular studies. And if you want to go to college, forget about it. They tell you it's a waste of time. They say, why? Why are they doing that? Because even though our school systems are institutionalized and really are part of this programming matrix, it will give you en- enough of the people will get enough understanding and knowledge to start questioning some things and they'll get a higher sense of reasoning and they'll be like, wait a minute, this don't make no sense. And so they discourage higher education. They discourage uh, your ability to uh, to graduate. It's not a if you don't graduate from high school, not a big deal. And what these guys say, and there's a video clip, I wish I could play it on here, but I can't because it will get my account paying for a copyright because it's on somebody else's account. But they're like, quote unquote, leaders. Or one of them gets up and says, the reason why we discourage the higher education is because you don't need it. Because when paradise comes here, we won't need attorneys. We won't need doctors. We won't need lawyers. And, and we won't need this and that. And what we're going to need is people who know how to work wood and build and clean. That's what we need. I'm like, holy crap, these people are really sick. This guy actually said this <laughs> on his t- on the TV show, you know, the Jehovah's Witness channel, whatever they got. And I'm like, this is really sick. So what they're doing is they're they're promoting ignorance and pumping fear. And so with the ignorance and the fear, those two go together, you got a doggone perfect storm for somebody that's going to be a fanatic and whatever you're pushing at them. And that's what they've done. So they did a survey that asked how doctrinal uh, doctrinal policy of Jehovah's Witnesses has affected families of former members. 65% answered that the policy destroyed or seriously disrupted their family relationships. How? I'm going to talk to you about that. You know, when you get kicked out, that's what happens. You get a you get, it, it's not it's not like you've been removed or kicked out of the church. It's a whole other level where even your family disowns you, which we'll talk about. Disrupted their family relationships. 53% stated that their family wanted no contact at all. Also, 17% of Jehovah's Witnesses actively shunning a relative, only get in touch when they need something. Shunning and, 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 and uh, you know, getting kicked out. It's because you committed a sin. You you did something. You, uh, you may have kissed your girlfriend. Uh, you may have had sex with somebody that when you weren't married to them. You may have masturbated. Uh, you may have, uh, I don't know, it could be anything. It can literally be virtually almost anything. And what they do is they get these three guys from the church that are considered, they call them the brothers, the brotherhood, right? They got the brotherhood. Both warns us about these people. He calls them the dark brothers. And he gets these brothers together. They get the brothers together and then they interrogate you. I don't care how old you are. You get interrogated. And the questions that they ask, I can't even repeat on this channel because it'll get shut down. The questions that they ask are sick. They'll ask a kid about their private parts and about ejaculation and did it touch their skin and all this crazy kind of stuff. They interrogate you to get you to say something, which you have the right to not say, but they never tell you 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 don't have the right to not say anything about what you've done in the past. Sometimes they'll interrogate you out of the blue just to make you speak on something ridiculous so they can have you uh, you know, disemboweled from the church and kicked out of the church, excommunicated, basically. 
Now, once that's done, though, your entire family has to excommunicate you and all your friends have to excommunicate you. All the people you've been associated with in that social circle, they have to excommunicate you as well. They can't uh, they can't talk to you, interact with you or anything or they'll be kicked out as well. And so the grasp on these people is so tight. Uh, and what they do is they say, you know what? Every now and then we got to kick somebody out of here to put the fear back in the rest of the people. So that's why they do these random interrogations on people. And then they may come up with these cockamamie excuses and ideas of, as to why this person's got to be uh, kicked out and shunned. And then that gets everybody else in this super fear mode. And now they don't want to be the next one getting kicked out. Well, they don't tell you that you have the right to not say anything. If you don't say anything, they can't do anything to you. But they don't want to tell you that. Right. Let's take a look at this Yahweh guy. It's Jehovah. <laughs> So they pray to Jehovah. This is their main God, Jehovah. That's the name of their religion, Jehovah Witness, right? Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's apostrophe S. Jehovah's Witness is the name of their religion. Let's take a look at who this guy really, really is. And I do mean guy. I mean man. Jehovah is not a God that created universes and planets and, and all this kind of stuff. So if you look at the word Yahweh, which as we know is Enlil in the modern day Bible, according to the Sumerian tablets, which predates the Bible by thousands of years. It comes from the word Yahoo, which is Assyrian. And Yahweh in German is Jehovah. And so they took the German version of Yahweh. And how do I know this? Because in, during the World War, the Jehovah Witnesses were in full support of Nazi Germany. They even wrote in their personal, uh, in their, um, they have a book that the elders, the elders books, they have a book that they read that they go by. It's like the elders Bible. And in there, they were making appeasements for Germany and saying and hoping that their mission goes right. And the, they, they blessed them with the love of God and everything else on, on what, what they were doing over there in Nazi Germany. And so they took the German uh, version of Yahweh, which is Jehovah. So Jehovah, which or actually really is Jehovah, uh, is really what it is, Jehovah. Because the J really is, uh, it sounds a Y sound. But regardless, it became Jehovah in America. Um, and so Jehovah is actually Enlil. So the power of Yahoo in Akkadian, by the time of the return of the Babylonian exiles in the 530s BC, Yahweh was treated as a deity name in its own right. Akkadian grammar was apparently forgotten by those in Israel. And Yahweh's actually mistranslated in the English Hebrew scriptures as Lord. <clears throat> the word Lord is a coming from a mistranslated word of Yahweh, which is actually a person, not a God. You see how this whole thing is screwed up for the Christians and the Jehovah Witnesses? The whole thing is convoluted garbage. <clears throat> so you see here, uh, you know, to write this image, Hebrew reads from right to left and transliterated into English. It's Yahweh or Yahweh, Yehovah, but you see the J is actually supposed to be silent. Um, in America, we've already incorporated the sound of the J, so we call it Jehovah, but it's really Yehovah. So now, according to the Sumerian text, Enki, also known as Satan, so his brother, he's not really Satan, but his brother is really Satan, and Lil is really Satan, but and Lil didn't want to... <clears throat> He didn't want to scare the people and make them think he was the evil one. So what he started doing was blaming everything on his brother, Enki. And he, he, even though Enlil was Satan, the Lord of Eden, 
he started saying, no, no, he's my brother. He's the one that's actually the evil one. He's Satan, not me. <clears throat> so he can keep the people worshiping him. But according to Sumerian text, Enki, a.k.a. Satan, created man and animals. Uh, he didn't create man and animals in the Sumerian tablets. That's a little bit of a... Um, uh, I should have said something like he actually... He, he used genetic techniques uh, to modify existing animals and hominids on this planet. Okay? He didn't make anything from scratch. Nothing was made from scratch here. <clears throat> His brother Enlil created the earth and sky. Now, he didn't create the earth and sky. And this is the part of the mythological version. But what he did was he utilized his understanding of seed planting and he understood he utilized his understanding of weather patterns and weather control. It's talked about in the Sumerian tablets. He would control the weather and dry crops out amongst high multitudes of humans to make them starve to death. So this guy had the power over weather and everything. Okay. Pretty interesting stuff. <clears throat> A rift came between them. So him and his brother started having a lot of arguments, uh, kind of like Cain and Abel from the Bible, Esau and Jacob. And although uh, Satan, a.k.a. Enki, um, was the eldest of the brothers, uh, their father was a chief sumer god. Their father was Anu. That's where you get the term Anunnaki. His, their father's name was Anu. But eventually Yahweh would rule over both earth and his creation. And what happened there, if you look in the, Sumerian pantheon, they ruled by a number system. Okay, they had a number system. And even though Enki's number was higher than his brother Enlil, for whatever reason, which is not clear, it never is really said why or how this happened. Uh, maybe Enki relinquished the right to be the king of earth, but Enlil superseded him and became the king of earth and ran the show here for quite some time. Each brother was considered an immortal, and therefore, if you wanted to hurt, to hurt the other, you would not fight each other as it would be, it would make no sense. So they wouldn't fight because fighting each other would make no sense because they had the technology to, to, to cure and heal each other. So what they would do is they would attack each other's things, like their land, the people that they ruled over, the structures that they built, and so forth and so on. That's how they hurt each other. And, 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 and their father got pissed off and said, look, uh, you go to this side, you go over here, you guys stay away from each other and just do your own separate thing. But um, this is where Jehovah comes from. Jehovah is actually coming from the ancient Akkadian and Babylonian cuneiform tablets thousands of years prior to the existence of Jehovah Witnesses. And the person that they're praying to, and I do mean person that they're praying to, is one of the most evil killing rulers of all time. He would kill humans for just for fun. Okay. Later in the Akkadian version of the flood story, Recorded in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a famous read. Uh, it's the true full story of Noah's Ark. And Lil, who's actually, like I said, Jehovah, actually causes the flood. He actually causes the flood in the cuneiform tablets, seeking to annihilate every living thing on earth because he got tired of the humans who were so overpopulated they were making too much noise. He actually says this in the tablets. The humans are making too much noise. I just want to kill them. They're disturbing my sleep. He would kill thousands of humans at a time just because they were too loud for him. This is who Jehovah Witnesses are praying to. Where can you find out more about this guy? The Atrahasis. Okay, let's look at some of the things that, that Jehovah was doing on earth back in the day. Let's see what the let's see what the Jehovah was doing. The God solution to their difficulties works well. Men make new picks and spades and dig deeper canals. I'm, I'm reading right from the Atrahasis, guys. I'm reading cuneiform. 
Okay, and reading uh, it's converted into English text. Picks and spades and dig deeper canals to feed both themselves and the gods. Why did it say the gods with an S? Because everywhere God appears in the Bible is supposed to have an S on it. There is no single God in the Bible. It's gods with an S. The S was removed to give you the illusion of monotheism. But the gods has an S. And who are these gods? They're just people with advanced technology. But after 1,200 years, the population has increased so much that Enlil has trouble sleeping. The country was as noisy as a bellowing bull. The god grew restless at their racket. Enlil had to listen to their noise. He addressed the great gods. The noise of mankind has become too much. I am losing sleep over their racket. Give the order that Surupdu disease shall break out. Oh, he put up the Surupu disease. Wow, that's crazy. The plague breaks out. But the wise Atrahasis appeals to his god Enki for help. Enki advises Atrahasis to have the people stop praying to their personal gods and start praying and offering sacrifices to the plague god. Namtar. Namtar is so ashamed by this. So basically, he played on their feelings and emotions. He got he got his 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 cousin Namtar, who put out the plague under the order of Enlil, to get have a heart and feel like, man, I really killed a lot of these people. I listened to I had to take the order from Enlil, but now what I did is killing people, and I feel sorry for them now. To show his attention that he wipes away his hand and the plague ends. So he decided, you know what? What I'm gonna do is, guys, I'm so sorry for doing this. I was taking orders. Uh, I killed a lot of you humans, but I guess what? I'm going to go ahead and stop the plague now because enough is enough. Okay, that's what that's what this we're reading here. And so after another 1200 years, mankind has again multiplied to the point where they are violating Enlil's noise ordinances. He got noise ordinance. He don't like he don't like loud noises. This time Enlil decides on a drought to reduce their numbers. I'm going to starve these people. I'm going to starve these people to death. They deserve to die by starvation now. I, you know, I wiped them out with a plague last time. This time I'm going to starve, starve them to death. I think that's a good idea. So this time Enlil decides on a drought to reduce their numbers and gets Adad, the thunder rain god, to hold back the rain. See, I told you they have weather control. They knew how to control the weather back in the day. It ain't magic. It's technology. Again, Atrahasis appeals to Enki. And again, he advises concentrating worship on the one god responsible. Adad is also embarrassed. And he releases his reign. After some time, he said, you know what? I starved out a lot of these people. A lot of babies died. Pregnant women, babies died, couldn't be born. Uh, okay, guys, now you're really giving me a lot of attention. I feel so sorry for you. I'm going to go ahead and let it rain now. This is the kind of people that, that were running the planet back then. Okay? So Jehovah Witnesses believe that only 144,000 persons since the time of Jesus can ever go to heaven. And they're to be co-rulers with uh, the Christ Jesus over the inhabitants of a paradise earth. They also believe that the soul dies when the body dies and must wait until the resurrection before Jehovah remembers the personality of the deceased and matches it to a new physical body. Doesn't that sound magical? Those who are part of the 144,000 will be given spiritual bodies, but everyone else, you know, you guys, you, you, you low lifes out there, Everyone else will be given a fleshly body. You know, you 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 bums. We're just going to give you another uh, a, a flesh sleeve. But we're going to get the spiritual bodies over here, the 144,000. And we're going to rule with Jesus Christ. The whole thing is predicated on preaching the second coming. Uh, Jesus coming back and 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 uh, the end of times, the end of days. 
no education for your kids, no higher education, basically, no higher education. Keep everybody dumb and keep everybody just going out there, pounding the pavement. Your kids can't play in any sports. Your kids can't participate in any school activities. Your kids can't have any birthday parties. They can't participate in any holidays. Everything is wiped away. Their entire childhoods are wiped away, and they're turning into programmed zealots, literally, to run the streets, recruiting more people so that those guys I showed you in the beginning, that council, can make more money off all the real estate that they're building. It's a multi-billion dollar real estate corporation. When you add up all their real estate assets, it's in the billions of dollars. And how do they do that? By keeping you dumb, keeping you afraid, and keeping your wallet coming into their uh, kingdom halls so they can take that money and invest it into more real estate. That's what they're doing, guys. So I want to kind of wrap this up and say, you know, well, what does this mean? I mean, it means... All this outside stuff that we keep seeing, all these religions making us go outside, 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 outside. No, it's wrong. We ourselves are God. There's a story I'm going to tell you before I wrap this up. <clears throat> an actual person that I know and has uh, and actually have used to babysit this this guy. Now he's a grown man now. <laughs> it's funny how time is, is this amazing flying by like you wouldn't believe. But his parents are Jehovah Witnesses. And uh, he grew up, fine young kid, grew up in that whole environment, a toxic environment. Uh, finally went to school to become a, uh, a paramedic. He's driving in an ambulance now, which is great. Congratulations to him. He gets his credit right, which is a miracle because these people got the most horrible credit. They can't get approved for a dang on uh, $5,000 Toyota. But he got his credit right and he went and bought himself a house. So he buys a house. In his name, has a mortgage. He's nice enough, his mother is struggling, <clears throat> to let her and his dad, who had gotten back with his mom, they had broken up, got back together again, uh, and, and move in. Now, they're only supposed to break up and Jehovah Witness over, uh, over uh, cheating, right? But that's not how they broke up. They broke up over, over stupidity. So technically, they should have both been kicked out of the church. But whatever. They're still in the church. The son is there. He's got the mortgage. He's paying the mortgage payment on the house. Taking care of pretty much his parents, who are still pretty young and can, are definitely old enough and energetic enough to take care of their own expenses and bills. Why this is happening, I don't know. He then gets interrogated one day randomly by these brothers at the Kingdom Hall, forced to tell about the fact that he had a girlfriend and he had sex with his girlfriend. And he's a grown man. He's not a kid. He's a grown man, and she was a grown woman. So that's enough for his mother and the brothers to excommunicate him from the church and have him shunned. So now his mother has to excommunicate him from the family, which she did, and kicked him out of his own house. And in his own mind, he fell into the whole program code of, okay, well, I got to go, and allowed himself to be kicked out of his own house that has a mortgage in his own name. He's gone. And his mother and his dad, who just got back together, are now living in his house under his name, in his mortgage. The craziest scenario, guys. All of this because we don't know the power that we have in us. We are all God. We are all God walking in the flesh. Not those eight guys on the council at the top of the Jehovah Witness thing that are running around making all these crazy rules for people to follow while they sit back and enjoy heaven on earth now before they die. Not those guys. 
Every single one of us, every single human being on this planet is God. And I mean every single person on this planet. And so we have to come to the understanding of who we truly are and the power that we truly have inside of us. And we have to start seeing these things for what they are. I mean, look at this. Look, 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 look at the, the how many times that, you know, if they try to predict the end of the world and it was fake, right? 1877, the Watchtower Society believed that Jesus had been amongst us. This is 18. Uh, uh, he, they thought he was here in 1874. And then they said in 1877, it's going to be the end of the world. He coming to rapture us all up out of here. Failed, right? Essentially, the end of the world as we know it. Then he said 1914. I mean, they just kept coming around with these numbers. 1916. Witnesses foretold that the First World War would lead to Armageddon and Jesus Christ and his kingdom would establish itself on earth. This is how they recruit a lot of people really fast. All right, it's a good sales pitch. You got to hurry up and get in now so you can be in that 144,000. All right, 1920. In the wake of the First World War, predicting which was a failed prediction, pretty much. The Watchtower Society jumped right back in the saddle with a new prediction, 1925. 1925, the kingdom of God is going to be established on earth. You see how this, you see the cycle here, guys? 1938, 1942, 1961, the reason why people are falling for this is not because they love God. Let me be clear about this. Christians are not being Christians because they love God. Jehovah Witnesses are not being Jehovah Witnesses because they love Jehovah. They're doing it because they want to save their own ass. They want to save their skin on their butt. That's why these recruiting techniques work. The world is ending in four years. you got to get in now. Because if not, you're going to be damned you're going to be killed you're going to be eradicated off the face of the earth by fire and brimstone and you're going to be blown up and blah 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 cast into a lake of fire if you're a christian and so it's like holy crap i i can't i don't want to i don't want to suffer like that so let me drop down on my knee and and pledge allegiance to this fakeness because i just want to do it just to save my own rump that's why i'm really doing it you're doing it because you want to it's a it's a fail safe. Just in case it's real, I'm okay. I might slip on in. Just the mindset. I had Christians tell me this. I had Christians tell me this actual statement. I'm doing it just in case. Just in case, you know. Just in case it's real, I want to be in there. You guys have never seen the true, real baptism hieroglyphs in Egypt, where they weigh your heart against a feather. They weigh your heart against a feather. And if the feather is uh, is heavier than your heart, then you're allowed to walk through the stargate. Okay, that's what the gates of heaven is not a, is like these pearly gates. The gates of heaven is a stargate, according to the ancient Egyptians. But in order for you to walk through that from a higher dimensional uh, body type, energetic body, you have to first, when they weigh your heart, it has to, the feather has to be heavier than your heart. And so do these people think that they can escape the all the the almighty omnipotent creator that 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 they they're trying to think that they can fool this entity by you know shucking and jiving and following all these rules just so they don't get destroyed and beat up and burnt up and smashed and 
smashing and grabs whatever else they threat could threaten you with. It's ridiculous, man. And so, you know, we, we at some point in humanity, we have to stop the shenanigans. These people have literally made billions of dollars off these Jehovah Witness people. They kept them dumb and ignorant. And when I say dumb, it's not an insult. I'm talking about IQ level are low. The majority of the IQ levels are low. It's not an insult. It's a fact. And why? Because they encourage low IQs because they don't want people that can wake up and realize what's going on. So they actually encourage it. And that's how they have you functioning. And they have the governing body of the Jehovah Witness, which are these guys who are now anointed gods walking on earth. These eight guys, they're anointed gods controlling everything these people hear, see, smell, touch, feel, and then interrogating random interrogations to randomly then select someone to eject them from the organization in such a manner that is such so horrendous that the majority of these people commit suicide. Look it up. Just Google it. Je- Google Jehovah Witness suicide. And guess what you're going to find? A horrifying number of people, articles, jumping off of buildings. Jehovah Witness jumps out of a building. Jehovah Witness jumps in front of a moving train. Jehovah Witness jumps in front of a moving bus. It's Jehovah Witness shoots himself in the head. It's just back to back to back to back. Remember, in the beginning, I said five to ten times more than a normal suicide rate than the average person. And so what they're doing is creating so much trauma in people that they're going out here and killing themselves. That has to be a super red flag for everyone. They've destroyed the lives of millions of people around this planet, and they continue to do it all for the for the ability for them to generate billions of dollars in tax free real estate that they enjoy the, the huge benefits of. These eight men live in a super mansion in, New, uh, in upstate New York. Uh, I forget the, the, the number, but it's a, it's in a billion dollar. Their mansion is a, over a billion dollars. Their mansion. They all live there and they are gods on Earth. And being treated and living as gods on earth, they have their heaven now while they have these other Jehovah Witness doing grunt work running out there waiting to die so they can live. Right. At some point, we have to wake up as people on this planet and we got to snap out of this trance that we're in and we got to stop being susceptible to fanaticism. And you can be a fanatic at anything. You can be a fanatic at wokeness. There's a lot of fanatic wokeness. This is where you get all the people that are worrying about the shapes of planets and and there's no atmosphere and the sun is a light bulb and we're on the back of a turtle and in all these crazy kind. Now the new one is birds aren't real. They're robots. And that's fanaticism. That's fanaticism. So you can turn anything into a fanatic, a fanatical uh, belief system and make it into a religion. We have people making wokeness into a religion now by becoming fanatics. Uh, people are out here willing to kill, hurt, shoot and injure people over what they think a person may or may not be even eating. All this is just craziness. So we have to grow up as a people. We have to realize, when we come to the point where we realize that we are God walking in the flesh and that everything else is also a part of us, then we won't have any of these problems anymore. Imagine if everyone today, tomorrow, woke up and realized that they were divine. All the world's problems would end instantaneously instantaneously it'd be over everything would be pristine why because of mindset mindset is what's fueling the beast and what is the beast the beast is a doggone uh group of people in this particular case on this planet less than 100 families that run and control 8.5 billion 
less than 100 families. And every day that number keeps going up because people are being born and born and born and born every single day. Soon it's going to be 10 billion. You're going to you're going to have me saying 10 billion people soon. Right. In a couple more years or so. And so but less than 100 families controlling that many people. And this in the case of the Jehovah Witnesses, millions of people being controlled by eight people. Eight people. That are wreaking havoc on these people in such a way that it robs them of their entire childhood, robs them of their entire education process, drains all the money from their bank accounts, has them living as poor paupers with bad credit. And then on top of that, you have them running the street, recruiting more people to keep the engine going while they sit back in an over two or three billion dollar. Forget the exact number. Mansions, billion, over billion mansion living together like gods and uh, on Earth being pampered 24 hours a day, seven days a week and kicking out all the orders and telling people what they can and can't do and de- making decrees and laws and rules and so forth and so on. <clears throat> and we're falling for it left and right. At some point, we got to stop. We have to realize that we're all God and we are all divine and everything is connected to us. So I'm not talking to anyone right now. I'm talking to myself because there's only one consciousness that exists. There's only one being. There's only one. Separation is actually an illusion. Separation is an illusion. We're all one. I'm speaking to myself. And when you're talking to somebody, you're speaking to yourself. We're all just one different aspect or fractal of the divine spark. That's it. And when everybody understands that, life can be so easy, so tranquil. There'll be no problems. There'll be no stress, no trauma. That's how you create heaven on earth, by teaching that message. That message, that's the one, that's the message that needs to be uh, shared around, you know. And so um, and so we have to focus on doing that, passing that knowledge around. Again, this wasn't to try to bash anybody for being Jehovah Witness. I'm just laying out the facts and showing the receipts, guys. It's a sick thing. It's a sick religion. And it's something that's really um, damaging people. Mostly young women are the worst. They're the ones that are mostly committing the suicide. They're the ones that are mostly being put into these forced random interrogations and asked about their private parts and ejaculations and orgasms and and all this crazy stuff. Fluid comes. I mean, it. I, I wish I could play it for you, but I just can't. There's videos, there's entire two and three hour videos on YouTube about people who escaped that thing and what the torture and the trauma that they lived through uh, while they were in it. So anyway, not to be the dead horse, guys, but. Um, you know, I wanted to, to relay this message to you today. Uh, that is, to me, there's enough circumstantial evidence to prove that Jehovah Witnesses have destroyed the lives of millions of people all over the world. And I do mean all over the world because they are a worldwide worldwide organization that has literally sucked the life out of people. And I do mean literally sucked the absolute life out of people everywhere and destroyed a lot of great futures, a lot of great minds, a lot of great light bulbs have been dimmed and turned off because of that organization. We'll never know who those people would have or could have been and the impact they truly could have had on this planet because their light was dimmed right as they came out of the womb. So, you know, we got to do better. All right. Anyway, guys, don't forget to watch the Black Knight Satellite documentary. It's on fire. Everybody loves it. It's doing great. Um, you don't want to miss it. It's uh, it's on Forbidden Knowledge TV, and it is right now our number one streamed show on the network. 
And so you got to go to 4BK.TV. The link is in the bottom of this video. I'm going to drop it here in the chat real quick, too. And uh, give you guys this last thing to look at before we get out of here. 4BK.TV. Don't forget, the 4-Bitted Knowledge TV app is on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, the iOS App Store, Google Play, and the web at 4BK.TV. So somebody saw our newest show that just came out, Decoders of Truth. I see a few people here that saw the new show. Um, Len Gaffney says, Decoders of Truth is fire. Thank you, Len. That's just episode one. Episode two is coming next week, Tuesday at 4.44 p.m. It'll air. Episode two is another one of these poo, crazy ones. Crazy. You got to watch Decoders of Truth. Uh, and we have, um, uh, what else we have? Mysteries of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken, UFO Chronicles by uh, Richard Dolan. We have a few more shows now in post-editing. We're just trickling these new shows out. Got a whole new great series out by Johnny Enoch. Uh, and we have another show out by uh, Andrew Go on the Templars. There's so many shows we have, guys. You got to go check these shows out. There's a lot of content up there. There's thousands of shows on Forbidden Knowledge TV, and you can get a three-day free trial. All right? So check it out. We appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for spending some time with me tonight. I got to run and get some dinner right quick, and I'll catch you guys this weekend. I'm going to come back and talk on Saturday. Finally, I'm going to get to it to talk about chemtrails, weather control, and farming. I'm going to go in deep on that one and bring you guys the receipts again, all right? Love you guys. Peace. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today.